بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful this is part 6 on the concise admonition by Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah and we have reached the point where Sheikh Islam is talking about the causes which uh, are legally uh, proven to expiate sins and neutralize their punishments by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we covered the tawbah, the first one and the second is al-istighfar the second is Al-Istighfar Seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We covered this and we have covered the differences between Tawbah and between the Istighfar Now as to what constitutes what constitutes the uh, the best and highest form of Istighfar statement is to follow the following etiquette is to follow the following etiquettes. The first first one is the slave starts by praising Allah before asking forgiveness. Starts by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, follows by confessing his zamb, his sin. Second, follows by confessing his sin so first praising Allah before asking forgiveness second confessing one's sins then thirdly asks the maghfirah from Allah asks the forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as in the hadith of Shaddad bin Aus in Sahih al-Bukhari from the Prophet saying the Sayyid al-Istighfar the highest and best of Istighfar is to say and for the slave to say Allahumma anta rabbi la ilaha illa ant or Allah you are my Rabb my Lord la ilaha illa ant none has the right to be worshipped but you khalaqtani wa ana abduk you created me and I am your slave وَأَنَا عَلَىٰ عَهْدِكَ وَوَعْدِكَ and I am on your covenant and promise مَسْتَطَعْ as much as I am able أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا صَنَعْت I seek refuge in you from the evil of what I have committed أَبُوءُ لَكَ بِنِعْمَتِكَ عَلَيْهِ I confess your ni'mah your blessing and your favors upon me وَأَبُوءُ بِذَنْبِي and I confess my sin فَاغْفِرْ لِي forgive me فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا أَنْتْ none forgives sin except you you see therefore in this dua which is the best for istighfar praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beginning then confessing the sins 
and thirdly asking forgiveness there are other formulas or statements for istighfar other than this one from them is the following and this is reported in Bukhari and Muslim Allahumma inni ظلمتu nafsi ظلمًا كثيرا Allahumma inni ظلمتu nafsi ظلمًا كثيرا O Allah, I have indeed oppressed my soul excessively وَلَا يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا أَنْتْ And none can forgive or forgive sin except you فَاغْفِرْ لِي مَغْفِرَةً مِنْ عِنْدِكْ So forgive me a forgiveness from you yourself وَارْحَمْنِي and have mercy upon me إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Verily you are the most forgiving, most merciful. This came, this statement in this format came in Sahih al-Bukhari and in Sahih Muslim by the Prophet Or another way to say it, and it is good that the believer makes diversify, diversify the ways of istighfar so that he can accommodate the sunnah from all of its angles and be following the Prophet in his ways. It is the third one to say, Astaghfirullah al al qayyum wa I seek forgiveness from Allah, the ever-living, Al-Qayyum, the one who subdues and runs the affairs of everything, وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ And I seek him in repentance. And from this is, Allahumma aghfir lana, O Allah forgive us, وَرْحَمْنَا Have mercy upon us, وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا And offer us repentance, have repentance upon us إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ Verily you are the one who is of repenting, accepting the repentance and uh, الرحيم the most merciful and the one who offers repentance and he is the one subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who enables the person for repentance also Ibn Umar may Allah be pleased with him and his father reported we used to count for the Prophet in the same place, in the same majlis, in the same place, sitting, hundred times, making istighfar, saying, Oh Allah, forgive me and have repentance upon me. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ Another form is to say Astaghfirullah Another form is to say Astaghfirullah Or to say رَبِّ اغْفِرْ لِي Or رَبِّ اغْفِرْ لِي Oh Allah forgive me From the merits of istighfar Number one From the merits of istighfar Number one أنه طاعة لله عز وجل طاعة لله This is obedience to Allah And It is a cause for 
forgiveness of sin. Second, for sending the rain. Third, wealth and children. And attaining the gardens of bliss. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about this all in Surah Nuh, in chapter Nuh, verses 10 to 13. 10 to 13. In Surah Nuh 71. فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا Ask forgiveness from your Lord. Verily, He is of forgiving. He will send rain to you in abundance and give you a increase in wealth and children and bestow on you gardens and bestow on you rivers. And all of this is from His blessings, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Six, increase in strength. Increase in strength. As in Surah Hud 11:52, قال الله تعالى: "ويزدكم قوة إلى قوتكم، ويزدكم قوة إلى قوتكم". O my people, ask forgiveness of your Lord. And then repent to him, he will send you from the sky abundant rain and add strength to your strength. Add strength to your strength. So don't turn away as Muslimin, criminal disbelievers, deniers, and so forth. Also, we read in Surah Hud, the same chapter, let's have three, the same 11 3. قال الله تعالى يمتعكم متاعا حسنا إلى أجل مسمى So there is the number 7 here He may grant you good enjoyment Number 7 Grant you good enjoyment Seek the forgiveness of your Lord and turn to Him in repentance that He may what? Grant you good enjoyment. This is number seven. From the merits of dua istighfar. From dua istighfar. So, granting good enjoyment. This is number seven. Number eight, warding off Calamities. Number eight, warding off calamities. Daf'ul bala'. Daf'ul bala'. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in 8.33 وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ And Allah would not punish them while you or Muhammad are amongst them nor will he punish them while they seek forgiveness. Number nine, 
nor will punish them while they seek forgiveness. Nine, attaining mercy, attaining mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah An-Naml, Allah ta'ala, لَوْلَا تَسْتَغْفِرُونَ اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ لَوْلَا تَسْتَغْفِرُونَ اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ Surah An-Nabil 27 verse 46 27 verse 46 لَوْلَا تَسْتَغْفِرُونَ اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ And he said, O my people, why do you seek to hasten the evil torment before the good? Meaning Allah's mercy. Why seek you not the forgiveness of Allah that you may receive mercy? Why you why seek not the forgiveness of Allah that you may see mercy? This is the point of evidence. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her and her father said, Tuba liman wajada fi sahifatihi istighfaran kathira. Blessed is the one who finds in his record abundant istighfar. Abundant istighfar. And one of the righteous predecessors by the name of Abu Minhal, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy upon him, said, مَا جَاوَرَ عَبْدٌ فِي قَبْرِهِ مِنْ جَارٍ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ إِسْتِغْفَارٍ كَثِيرٍ No one will have a beloved neighbor next to him in his grave better than abundant istighfar. Better than abundant istighfar. And Qatada rahimahullah said, إن هذا القرآن يدلكم على دائكم ودوائكم فأما دائكم فالذنوب وأما دوائكم فالاستغفار This Quran informs you of your illness and of your healing and of your cure as to your disease or your illness is sins as to the your cure is الاستغفار seeking forgiveness Now, the third, then Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah, moved to the third cause for the uh, expiations and for the, the neutralization of the punishments of sins. And this is the third one. Al-A'malu salihatu al-Mukaffira. The righteous expiating sins. The righteous deeds expiating sins so we can put it simply the righteous deeds the righteous deeds see these are from the impediments this is from or this is from the impediments regarding the execution of the threat and through which what is entailed by sins is removed and this is Al-A'mal al-Saliha Al-Mukaffira The expiating righteous deeds In some of his books Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah Refers to this as Al-Hasanat al-Mahiya Al-Hasanat al-Mahiya The good wiping deeds Meaning the deeds The good deeds that wipe off sins By which sins are wiped off 
and the righteous deeds are the legal actions done by the legally responsible as means of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala righteous and al-mukaffira al-mukaffira meaning expiating and this is derived from kaffara it is derived from kaffara in Arabic and the origin of it is kafar the origin of it is kafar والكفر في اللغة ستر الشيء and the kufr linguistically means covering something and the night الليل the night سمي الليل بالكافر the night is given the name الكافر لستره الأشخاص because it covers people and the farmer al-zari' summiya kafiran is called kafir linguistically لِسَتْرِهِ الْبِذْرَعِ فِي الْأَرْضِ because he covers the seeds in the earth and al-kafara therefore that which covers the sin this is the, what it means, covers the sin. And from that is the kafara, for example, is that concerning the oath. When makes an oath and cannot fulfill, then he has to expiate. So this is from the, what is the meaning of mukaffira, expiating, and how it is derived. So, therefore, this is the third impediment al-a'mal al-salih the righteous deeds and these are of two major types they are of two major types either particular or special particular or special or general the righteous deeds the expiating ones which will expiate the sin are he said rahimahullah imma al-kaffaratul muqaddara determined specific particular as those related to having for example sexual intercourse in Ramadan with the wife there is an expiation like Al-Mudahir Al-Mudahir as in Surah Al-Mujadila 58 safe of a husband to his wife like you are to me like the back of my mother meaning unlawful for me to approach like Al-Mudahir, the one who says to his wife, you are like the back of my mother, unlawful for me to approach. He must expiate. This is in Surah Al-Mujadila. Uh, just uh, the point, we don't need the, the verse. 
المرتكب لبعض محظورات الحج for example the one who indulges in some of the prohibited acts in hajj which we discussed tonight or the one who abandons some of the wajibat of hajj obligatory acts of hajj or the one who kills the game in hajj these have these are these have expiators each has an expiating action to it that's what Sheikh Islam is meaning by Al-Kaffarat Al-Muqaddara they determined with measured extent for each there is a Kaffara for each one of these actions there is a Kaffara there is an expiator specifically and legally determined or expiating action it means a specific form of compensation for what has been committed in order to expiate the sins and their consequences as to the types of these particular expiations their kinds are centered on four kinds or types. They are Hadi, the offerings from the sacrificial animals, offerings, freeing slaves third sadaqa charity and fourth siyam siyam these are the types of these kafarat these expiating deeds they revolve around these four either hadi or freeing a slave, or charity, or fasting, and either of them, either one, depending on the action. What is the hadi? The hadi is the offering of the sacrifice to the sacred house, and this covers camels, cows, sheep, and goat, which we discussed tonight in the class of Hajj. قال الله تعالى in this respect Allah سبحانه وتعالى says to 196 سورة البقرة فإن أحصرتم فما استيسر من الهدي and perform properly all the ceremonies according to the Prophet ﷺ for the Hajj and Umrah for Allah but if you are prevented from completing them sacrifice a هدي animal sheep cow etc so there is one and then another said, he had yam balig al-Ka'bah, reaching the Kaaba. Now, as to the Atiq, the second, as to the Atiq, is to free a slave for an action that is specifically as an expiation. As to the Sadaqah, 
this is what a person gives from his wealth and the sadaqah could be wajib as zakah and could be recommendable as optional and it could be kafara it could be kafara an expiating deed and as with respect to the fasting this is known these are the particular kafarat these are the particular kafarat now وَأَمَّا الْكَفَّارَاتُ الْمُطْلَقَةِ Then Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah continued saying وَأَمَّا الْكَفَّارَاتُ الْمُطْلَقَةِ As to the general kafarat This is like, he said كَمَا قَالَ حُذَيْفَ لِعُمَرِ As Hudayfa told Umar May Allah be pleased with all of them فِتْنَةُ الرَّجُلِ فِي أَهْلِهِ وَمَالِهِ وَوَلَدِهِ The fitna of the person in his household, his wealth, his children, to kafiruha salah is expiated by salah and siyam and sadaqah and enjoining what is right and forbidding what is wrong. What is the meaning of fitna to rajuli fi ahlihi? What is the meaning of the fitna of the man in his household, etc.? Means him being busy with their affairs. Him being busy with their affairs that may preclude him from obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or takes away from his commitment to the obedience if he becomes so busy with their affairs then there is expiation for that the expiation is comes in the form of salah <coughs> siyam, sadaqah enjoining what is right, forbidding what is wrong this is from the general kafarat and the evidence for this also is in the Quran as concerning the Salah in general 11.114 and this is where Shaykh al-Islam cited rahimahullah in some other of his books when he mentioned this matter these are the general good deeds which wipe sin and he cited the following verse in Surah Hud 114 وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ تَرَفَيِّ اللَّيْلِ وَزُلُفًا مِنَ اللَّيْلِ وَزُولَفًا مِنَ اللَّيْلِ إِنَّ الْحَسَنَاتِ يُذْهِبْنَ السَّيِّئَاتِ And perform salah at the two ends of the day and in some hours of the night. Verily the good deeds remove the evil deeds. And also the saying of the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام إِنَّ الصَّلَوَاتِ الْخَمْسِ وَالْجُمْعَ إِلَى الْجُمْعَةِ وَرَمَضَانِ إِلَى رَمَضَانِ مُكَفِّرَاتٌ لِمَا بَيْنَهُنَّ إِذَا اجْتُنِبَتِ الْكَبَائِرِ The five daily prayers, the period between them, and from from Jum'ah to Jum'ah and Ramadan to Ramadan are expiations for what's between them if the major sins are avoided. The hadith which we cited earlier Fitnatu al-rajuli fi ahlihi wa malihi wa walidihi tukaffiruha al-salatu wa al-siyamu wa al-sadaqa wa al-amru bil-ma'rufi wa al-nahi al-munkar The busying of oneself in his household affairs and his wealth in ways comprising, compromising his obedience to Allah is expiated by salah, siyam, sadaqah and enjoining what is right and forbidding what is wrong and freeing the slave also قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من أعتق رقبة مؤمنة أعتق الله بكل عضو منها عضوا منه من النار حتى فرجه بفرجه 
if somebody monuments a Muslim slave, Allah will save from the fire every part of this body for freeing the corresponding parts of the slave's body, even his private parts will be saved from the fire because of freeing the slave's private parts. And citing the evidence also of the Prophet Sadaqa charity extinguishes sin just as water extinguishes fire. والحسد يأكل الحسنات كما تأكل النار الحطب and envy eats up and takes away the good deeds as the fire eats up and takes away the and burns the wood so from this we know the salah, the siyam, the sadaqah enjoining what is right, forbidding what is wrong all of these are evidence from, uh, evident from the proofs of the Quran and the hadith al-sahihah Salawat, for example, the five daily prayers, the Jumu'ah to Jumu'ah, Siyam, Hajj as well, Al-Hajj al-Mabrur, and all the deeds, he said, all the deeds which, if mentioned in the following format, whoever says such and such and does such and such, then he will be forgiven. So these are included under these general expiations. Does the good deeds and the righteous actions expiate the minor sins or the major sins? Two opinions on this. One opinion is that that it only expiates the minor sins. And as to the major sins, they require tawbah. This is the first opinion. It only expiates the minor sins, and as to the major sins, they require tawbah. They require repentance. And this is reported from a group of the Salaf, rahimahumullah. And even it is the majority of the scholars' opinion that the kaba'ir la tukaffaru illa bit-tawbah yani al-kaba'ir la tukaffar bidun al-tawbah without tawbah the major sins are not forgiven are expiated because tawbah is obligatory mandatory on the slaves Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah, Ibn Taymiyyah, on the other hand, is with the opinion that al-hasanat al-mahiyah tukaffiru al-kaba'ir bidun al-tawbah that the good deeds which wipe the sins, which remove the sins, wipe as well the major sins without the tawbah without the need for tawbah and he discussed 
this matter thoroughly, rahimahullah. And from the things he discussed, supporting his view, is that the condition in the hadith that came, the salah to the salah and the jum'ah to jum'ah and fasting Ramadan to Ramadan, expiate sins as long as major sins are not committed he said that this came regarding the obligatory matters regarding the farida because Allah stated in Surah An-Nisa in 4.31 in tajtanibu kabaira ma tunhawna anhu nukaffir ankum sayyatikum if you avoid the great sins which you are forbidden to do, we shall remit you your small sins, your sins, and admit you to noble entrance. He said, doing the fara'id, the salah, siyam, and jumu'ah, and these fara'id, with the relinquishing of major sins, necessitates the takfir of the sayyat the remittance of sins he said then as far as to additional acts of worship it's inevitable that it should have another reward because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah al-zalzala 7 to 8 فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَى وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَى So whoever does good equal to the weight of a small ant shall see it and whoever does evil equal to the weight of a small ant shall see it. This is one, this is one element. He said the other element is supporting his view that it came explicit in many hadiths that forgiveness goes place with major sins as in the hadith of the Prophet غفر له وإن كان فر من الزحف غفر له وإن كان فر من الزحف يعني one seeking forgiveness will be forgiven even if he runs away from the meeting of the enemy in the battlefield although this is a major sin it's one of the major sins as in the hadith also of the freeing of the slave which we mentioned earlier where أَعْتِقُ عَنْهُ يَعْتِقِ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ أَعْتِقُ عَنْهُ أَعْتِقُ عَنْهُ يَعْتِقِ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ بِكُلُّ عُضْوٍ عُضْوًا مِنَ النَّارِ Somebody monuments a Muslim slave, Allah will save from the fire every part of his. Every part of his. And in the Sahihain also, وَإِن زَنَا وَإِن سَرَقْ Even if he commits theft and adultery. So these are the two major opinions here it remains to be 
mention that as Imam Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah that the righteous deeds differ in terms of their merits and entrenchment in the person's belief because the righteous deeds excel in their strength in accordance with matters that are related to the manifestation of the Iman in the heart and so the expiation of sins is in accordance with this degree of firmness of faith because there is no doubt that major sins and sins in general weakens the heart and stands an impediment in its way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this way of travel to Allah and therefore even righteous it could be weak unable to stand the major ones and unable to expiate it and he rahimahullah ibn qayyim mentioned that the excellence of the deeds with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala depends in their strength as to what is there in the heart from iman, from ikhlas and mahabba, from faith sincerity and love and what's related to that these if it is really firm if these matters are really firm in the heart they are the ones that can stand to expiate the sins and the lesser with the lesser this brings the end to discussion regarding the kafarat the righteous deeds standing as impediment to the threat and to the consequences of the sins we continue inshallah the discussion on the concise admonition tomorrow inshallah ta'ala alhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam